1: All
0: right, welcome back for Session 4 of our Global Leadership Summit Recap. Um, In this session, we had Sadie Robertson-Huff. Yes, we did. And Pastor T.D. Jakes. And so, um, couldn't pick two more different speakers in in the course of a session, but both had good content. Sadie's was an interview by uh, Craig Rochelle, And so, we'll start with hers, um, as I think she represented... uh, I would say the millennial Gen Z and even startups, you know, Mm -hmm. new, we talked about that bell curve from session one. These would be your, your growth minded or even the, in the birth stage of your organization. That's what Sadie's personally experiencing. And then TD Jakes will come with a, with a message that I think is, is important for everyone, no matter where you are age wise or on that bell curve as an organization. So uh, with Sadie's interview, it was uh, popcorn of different thoughts and questions, and Craig just interviewing her. Yep. So let's just talk a little bit about what stands out to you. And I'll start off by saying the first thing that came to mind and um, one of the things she called out was on this idea of authenticity. Talking about our generation, speaking of millennials, Gen mm-hmm. Z, um, craves authenticity from her opinion— because so much of the world that they've grown in, up in is fake, whether that be filters on photos or fake news or whatever else that you see, it it lacks a layer of authenticity. So when they see or encounter authenticity in some way, shape, or form, it's attractive. And so that's I think that's an important thing for us to wrestle with as leaders, as organizations, when we think about... Um, the younger generations, and what's going to make them stick? Mm -hmm. Why why would they invest their precious hours and time into working toward building your mission? And you have to come up with an answer for that, because I think a big part of it lies in your ability to create an environment that is authentic.
1: But what does that mean exactly?
0: So, I mean, Aaron, as someone in that Age bracket agree
1: or disagree with Sadie? What are your thoughts on that? I totally agree with her. Um, She's already one of my favorite speakers and just kind of thought influencer, thought leaders. Um, and, and one of my favorite takeaways um, was her faith. And I'll kind of flip that on its head before people click off or people like zone out, was um, we throw that word around a lot. We throw like God, Jesus, Bible, church, this, this, this. And some people are probably thinking watching that, it's like, ah, oh, another Christian just talking about Christian things. But if you really pause and rewind and actually intake and heed out of that word that we heard a few sessions ago, um, heeding what the people are saying, um, the past three sessions have all been about aligning with your vision, and her vision was honoring God. And if that's the vision of your corporation, or you have another vision, she interwove that into literally every answer. And so the big takeaway, the big takeaway I had was she never deterred from what she said. That was her end goal. Mm-hmm. She never, she didn't change her narrative. Her brand was on mm-hmm. point. All of her answers went back to I believe in blank. I want to go to blank. I will reach blank and blank is how I'll get there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just like a continuous loop. And I was really impressed by that because no point was her answers inauthentic or no point did her answers dishonor her vision or her goals.
0: Mm -hmm. So you saw her embodying authenticity just in the way that totally held herself in that, in that interview. Um, what, what are the things that you look for in older leaders to, how do you gauge authenticity?
1: Totally. Um, and I think speaking to the, the fake moment, I think even an, an additional other side of the cloth is she's speaking to not just things that are fake, but things that are augmented, right? Like you can just put a filter on something or change a caption. doesn't necessarily mean it's a lie. Mm-hmm. It just means it's not a hundred percent. And I think in, in leadership, um, we look at the from a couple of sessions ago, like someone's spending time with you, fifteen minutes each week. It's it's that intrinsic investment into your life. It's the finding stillness in the nothingness, right? It's like, hey, let's talk about sports. Let's talk about this. And I am very task-driven, very data-driven. I'm very results-driven. But on the back end of that, when your leadership can come alongside you and do life with you, when they can remind you of the vision of the goal, when they can constantly shower you with affirmation, that's personally how I like to be led, is people who, like, if I'm following you, I already trust that you're going to get me to my end goal. I don't, I, don't need, I don't need leaders that are just going to hang out with me because I have friends for that. But once I've found someone that I can trust, the thing that I need to remember is like, you're not just going to be there for me for the results. You're going to be there for me for the failures as well. Mm-hmm. And I think she's done a great job of from that, like using her platform to, like she said, she pulled in one of the people she found just randomly. She didn't even know her. She just wanted to see her succeed in something that she was talented at, and she was a little passionate about, and that goes to show she didn't she didn't have ulterior motives. So that's another thing is authenticity. That's she wasn't trying to take advantage. She was literally just saying, "Oh, you're good at doodling, cool. I want to see you succeed." And then, and in the, in the meantime, let's build my brand with each other. That's good, Kenny. What did the millennial teach the boomer in this session? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, that's a great question. You know, and just in general, uh, you know, she was just talking about you know find somebody that's older that that can be your mentor that you can learn from and be a humble learner. Mm-hmm. But um, seriously, if you're going to be a leader, you need to be a humble le- learner still, and that to me means that you're willing to learn from the youngest in the room, mm-hmm. the uh, the one who has the the lowest role maybe mm-hmm. on the team mm-hmm. you know any of that that's and so i think it it, it really it, it's not so much that someone's older than you or they need to be older than you to be a mentor mm-hmm. you, you really can learn from anyone mm-hmm. if you're willing to do that yeah so that's good. so i was sitting there learning from her i don't know mm-hmm. how old she is but mm-hmm. obviously much younger than i am yeah but.
0: Yeah. Were there any other one-liners that you pulled from that or from that interview in general? What stood out to you? Oh,
2: sure. Um, let's see. Do I need to be confident in myself to lead? You hmm. really don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. Uh, am I confident as a as a Christian or a Christ follower? Mm-hmm. Am I confident in the one who has made me? And if I am, then I can lead, mm-hmm. even if I'm not confident, confident in my ability to lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if I'm confident in where I'm headed, mm-hmm. you know, in my destination, then I may not be confident in my ability to get us there, but I can be, you know, I can be confident in where we're going, and yep. so that it really impacts the way you lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple others: um, if you fall in public, you'll get up twice as fast. Oh, that so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the quick feedback loop. You know, that we yep. talk a lot about. Yep. Um, and I'll just say one more: what is my insecurity ceiling? What am I allowing to hold me back? And I think that's true no matter how, you know, whatever your age is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like uh, Craig Rochelle was saying, at one point, you know, I felt like I was too young. I've, I've related to that. I related to that. And then, then, it, then you wake up one day and you're like, now I'm too old. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, when was I just right? And, um, and I think the answer is, is like right now. Mm-hmm. Who I am right now is the right, I'm just right for right now. Yeah. And, and really accepting that and understanding that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You talk about that—that that ceiling. I think she had a good word for startups or anybody with an idea just beginning. Mm-hmm. Where we we tend to wait, we we tend to pause and say, "Well, wait a minute, this isn't perfect yet." Right. And not to wait for perfection. Perfection never comes. You you move forward despite things being perfect. Right. So let go of the idea of perfection and things that need to be in order before you.
1: Yeah, you jump out and go. So I thought yeah, that was a good. Word. Aaron, anything that else that stands out to you? The, the last little point from Sadie's section was I really enjoyed how um, if you followed her kind of story at all, like she went from um, being on Duck Dynasty. Mm-hmm. on that that show of this those those guys are awesome you know what I mean and so she went from that being a teenager she was talking about like her leadership in middle school and then her kind of like struggling with that insecurity of like am I a leader like I, I organized a group mm-hmm. setting like a session with 5th grade girls to encourage them not to bully each other mm-hmm. and then it kind of like it dips and she's like I don't know if I am and then she was talking about how she got invited to go on Dancing with the Stars and she was like, I don't think I want to do that. And her 11-year-old sister was like, oh, are you letting fear like dictate mm-hmm. your life? And she was like, oh, I'm setting an example by mm-hmm. letting fear rule. And is, is that how I'm going to set an example for my 11-year-old sister? And then next thing you know, she goes on Dancing with the Stars. Next thing you know, her Instagram blows up. Next thing you know, she has a, a, mm-hmm. a clothing brand, a podcast. She's hitting, hanging out with Louis Giglio and she's hanging out with like, huge artists and she's hanging out with huge authors and that was all from um a moment of where fear could have sure she could have been popular if she didn't do that show but that mm-hmm. like launched mm-hmm. and so that just show goes to show the leaders that i want to follow the like the startups is don't be afraid to fail but be ready to set an example that failure is going to happen but something can much bigger like be expectant of amazing things when you step into into fear like craig was saying was courage is stepping through it is jumping through it mm-hmm. That's good.
0: I like how Aaron's already applying our session three knowledge of using his hands more. Oh yeah, in his
2: speaking,
0: (laughs) you're exercising that charisma. Hey, I'm trying, dude. I have a lot of notes. Okay, good, good. All right, let's talk about um, Pastor TD Jakes his uh, his message to wrap up day one. Awesome. Which was on migrative thinking. Um, And so, my my big picture here is how we as individuals, leaders, influencers, get out of our comfort zone intentionally to work with others who do not share our same experiences or ways of thinking. And the the positive results and the progress and greater impact that can be made when we do that. Now, um, he had a pretty strong uh, call to action at the end where he's saying here, the challenge here is that we, one, build a coalition we can't control. Yeah. Two, sit down with someone who has a perspective that we can't teach them. Uh, and three, find what connects you rather than what divides you when you look among those around you or even those you should be connecting with or desire to connect with. So I thought those are pretty powerful, but that, but the or there is become a student when we have so much that's trying to divide us in this world w- the leader that's going to get things done is the leader that has the ability to become a student and create those environments and opportunities to listen and learn Definitely. rather than speak so what were what, what some of the there's a lot in that but i'm just painting a broad stroke what were some of the thoughts on what pastor jakes had to say
2: uh, it's easy to lead a group of people who think the way you do, that look the way you do, that uh, have grown up the way you do, to take yourself out of your context and put yourself into a totally different context. And this is a missionary mindset, actually. So my wife and I lived in, in Thailand for six months, right? And when we've been over there many, many times. And But when you live in another country where – you don't know the language. It, in fact, it doesn't even sound familiar to you. Like living in Texas my whole life, Spanish sounds familiar. Thai does not sound familiar. Where the smells aren't familiar. Where the way you do things, you don't understand how to pay your utility bill. You don't know how to find things in the grocery store. You don't have – all that stuff is very – uh, I call it a vertigo experience. You, you are just, you don't know if you're coming or going and to learn how to lead in, in a, in that kind of context where you are willing to, this is what I think TDJ was talking about is the migrative thinking, the ability to adapt that adaptive quotient that he talks about. How, how well can I take myself or allow myself to be taken out of my context and and adapt to someone else's context. And it does take a curiosity of, of learning and, and under, you know, just really saying, okay, I want to put myself as much as I can in their shoes. Sometimes we have to, but even when we don't have to, it, are we willing to understand, to listen, to learn from them? Mm-hmm. If we are, then we can lead them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That I, I was just kind of blown up. These are two of my favorite speakers, so I was <laughs> kind of like a kid in a candy store mm-hmm. earlier. Um, but an analogy that comes to my mind is like, if you like burgers and fries and you eat that every day for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. maybe it might take a few years or a few months or a few decades, but eventually you're going to get bored, right? Like when you said it you were sitting like in Thailand, like mm-hmm. the smells, like everything mm-hmm. in the air. Like from my early childhood, I had a really weird opportunity or a great opportunity. My dad worked all around Dallas and he took me to all these little restaurants. He's hole in the walls. And I remember growing up, I was always really weirded out by the Thai food or mm-hmm. the food like all these like Indian food or all these foods that I'd never seen before,, yep. but now imagine like having a feast of all of those different flavors all in one sitting it It's so much better than eating the same thing every day and and I think that goes like with not just culture but it goes with community it goes with building a team and and in, he was talking about um. Like you cannot be what you don't see. You can't, can't change what you don't touch. He was just really emphasizing empathy. He was like mm-hmm. you can't reach um, the holistic word we keep going back to. You can't reach holistic, the potential of your leadership without fully understanding who's opposing you, who's at ends with you, at odds with you, or people who are willing to follow you. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was blown away by the end of that because you can definitely tell he's a pastor. You get that like three points and then he was like, ready, set, go, pack your bags, get ready for the trip of a lifetime. And I was like, I'm ready. Let's, where are we going, TD? I was like, I'm down. But I think that's what it is, is like in order to reach the potential of your leadership, you have to just, just take a step back first and like you're saying, be a student. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, so I want to give a, a practical here on how do you as a leader – um, build a coalition you can 't control, or start to sit down with people whose uh, perspectives you can 't teach. What does it mean to really break down these walls and and help uh, people feel invited to the table, which I think when you 're on mission together is pretty critical, yeah uh, otherwise people are just working for you for a paycheck they're they're doing their job they 're hired to do they 're in and out. But they work for you, and they can leave you at any point. Yeah. Um. So, what are you going to do to really uh, bring people together so they feel truly a part of the mission? One of the things that we we did early on, and um, you know, Aaron, I know you've you encountered our organization as you know a, a young adult coming out of high school, interning with us. Yeah. And and so. In that environment, what we try to do is say, okay, well, first and foremost, we need to understand Aaron. Now, Aaron is going to come, and it it wasn't about, okay, well, what is his skill set, and what can he do for our organization? Yeah, we we looked at a part of that, but the other part of that is, who is Aaron? Mm -hmm. And so our first encounters with you were more about, what are your passions? What are your gifts? What are your talent? Personality type? We started to break apart the different pieces that made you you. And then asked ourselves, okay, if if Aaron is going to be a part of this mission, then what are the areas where he's going to be most empowered and come the most alive? And yeah, this is what we need as an organization. Here's where we're going. But instead of trying to make you fit into somewhere you weren't saying you wanted to be, like taking time to invest in the relationship and get to know you... And then have you try out a lot of different things? And over yeah. the course of the years, you've been working in a part of Catalyst. You've you've taken on a number of different roles. I mean, so many different things. Yeah, and it's only made you better as mm-hmm. a leader, but it's also helped us have a different um, experience as an organization. Right, our our thinking has evolved a little bit because instead of saying, "Well, this is Aaron and this is just what he does," and let's move on, we've We've constantly tried to adapt and, and stretch and focus. So um, I think that's important. But mm-hmm. how do you do that at scale is a question. How do you do that with every employee and all of your leaders are creating this atmosphere where people can come to the table um, and have their voice heard, where you can truly get to know their experiences and their, and their thoughts and their passions and their values, and then ask yourself, what does this mean? What do, as a leader, what does this mean for my mission and how do I interpret this data um, and do something with it? So uh, that's, that's a process that, you know, we have created with the Purpose Project that yeah. we, you know, TD's talking our love language here. This is what we want to help organizations do. This is what we want to help individual leaders do. Um, dissect yourself first. Understand what makes you unique. Then create an environment where you can get to know the uniqueness of everyone around you. And then start to ask yourself, wow, God has knit something together here that's unique. What do I do with it? And um and that's where we've been stepping in and and answering that question for ourselves yeah. and for others. So um any any kind of last thoughts on session four overall, anything you feel like we didn't hit? Um I think we covered a lot of the bases here, but I don't know if there's anything else that's I on think your mind had- as we hit yeah. the
1: nail on the head with the passion um, point was like Sadie was talking about that. And I mentioned that when she just met someone who doodled and now that person runs their Instagram of 200,000 plus. And that was a moment years ago um, when I just first came in, I was just a, a bright eyed kid and, and you took me under your wing and you're like, let's try literally everything and see what you don't like. And the next thing you know, I was um, leading an on-campus outreach program that um, almost tripled our numbers within a year. And you told me, you're like, this is totally on you. And I was like, wow, I had no idea I could do this. And I think that goes like back to the purposepro.org, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, with that is you make something that just goes through the list with people about just very simple things, and then you, and then you do life with them. So another opportunity you've given me, um, which is I'm one of the site leads for an after school program that we, we work with in the local middle schools. And going into it, there's 150 middle schoolers running on tables, throwing paint, like like just jumping from the top rope, and like elbowing people. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I figure this out? And that this is why we made the Purpose Project. So I made that intake form. Was it's super simple, but it it it's starts on a few interests and then builds into years long relationships mm-hmm. and i think that's the best way that we, we found volunteer leaders that are 12 years old or 13 that are running our pizza that are helping us like count change that are mm-hmm. like putting other kids in check and saying get off of that don't do this these are nothing we asked them to do these are things that we just gave them a little form and they're like wow these people care about me and then we said do you like pizza it's like No, it's like do you like selling stuff and it's like yeah so the next thing you know people just naturally migrated uh uh-huh you know to into what Mm -hmm. they were doing Mm -hmm. and so i think it's just like showing an interest um having like really healthy systems and practices in place and and then just pushing people really kicking them off the ship into what they're passionate about and so i think td jakes and sadie both beautifully talked about that Mm -hmm. yep well i think this is a great
0: uh template um, again his his call to action build a coalition you can 't control sit down with someone uh, who has a perspective you can 't teach and you know find what connects you rather than what divides you I think that's a brilliant way to think about how we leverage our influence as leaders um, and and start to to bust down some barriers that have existed for a long time so good stuff um, we'll wrap up here with session four i 'll we'll be back with session five hope you guys are finding this valuable um we sat through the two-day conference and we're giving you the best of it (laughs) so that you uh can maximize your time and impact so give us some feedback reach out to us uh let us know what you think so far as you're going through this series
1: For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community.